Hi, this is Kimberly with Everything Fierce. Welcome back. Today's Monday, and it's been a fun week. We've had lots of fun. We've done a lots of nice things with the kids. Anyway, so I hope you guys are doing well. This week, we are going to talk about forgiveness and what forgiveness is from Christ, um, to forgive ourselves, to allow his blood to wash over us. So I'm going to share part of my testimony with you guys on forgiveness. My last podcasts were about um, the deliverance and the healing, and this is all part of the healing process is forgiveness, forgiving others, forgiving ourselves, all those good things. So um, the love of the Father is forgiveness, joy, peace, kindness, or all the things he offers us. Um, he died on the cross to forgive our sins, his blood. He had to bleed a covenant. He had to bleed in order for our sins to be washed away, right? So we're going to read 1 John 1, 9 and what it says about forgiveness, okay? So here we are. But if I confess, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So the first thing we have to do is confess our sins to him. And then he says he's faithful to forgive us, right? And they're all washed away. We're cleansed from all the wickedness of the world, the evil that we have. And then I'm going to read Matthew 26, 28 to you guys. And I'm reading these first so that way we can have a better understanding of forgiveness. It says, Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant, remember covenant, between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Who is many? Many is us. So his blood equaled a covenant. He made a covenant with us, the people. That's why he died. To say, your sins are so wicked that you can't make it to heaven. You can't even please God the Father because of our wickedness. But when he died on the cross for our sins, that blood that came out, he made a covenant with the people. That means something he can't break. A covenant is something we can't break, right? So those are pretty powerful things, a covenant. What does a covenant mean? You guys can go look that up or study the word covenant, you know, blood covenant. What does it mean? And also going back to deliverance, when you're getting delivered from any demonic spirits, covenants have to be broken. Any blood covenant covenants or not blood covenants have to be broken. Any oaths or contracts have to be broken with the demonic. So with God, he gave us a covenant to forgive our sins for everything we've done. So this podcast is um, very sensitive to me. I mean, it's my past and I thank the Lord for forgiving me. He's so gracious and kind. And um, this podcast has to do forgiveness with my abortion. I had an abortion and it's something that I thought was my only option at the time. Um, I was young and I was a single mom. And at the time of my life, I was loving God, but not truly serving God, if that makes sense. I love God, but there were things in my life that I truly needed to give to him. I need to hand it over my sin and say, okay, Lord, this is yours. But I wasn't there yet. So, you know, the devil whispered into my ear, this is your only way out. You know, you already have a child. You know, now this is your other child that you're not going to have in a marriage and those words spoke loud to me. You know, there was other options. I could have gave the baby up to a family who loved them. 
but that was not my choice. My choice was an abortion and that is sin. And God has came to forgive me of that sin. And even though it's a horrific sin, it's very sad. And I had to deal with the consequences later, not right away. Because later, I didn't deal with them later. I dealt with them. I mean, I didn't deal with them then. But later now, I had to forgive myself and know that Christ is all-powerful to forgive sins like that. And there are a lot of people saying nowadays, go have an abortion. Go do this. It's your life. Um, Live your best life, right? It's your life to choose what you want. It's your body. My body, my choice. Well, what about the baby's body, right? So people need to talk about the aftermath of those things. And yes, horrific things happen to people, you know, things that are not necessarily good. And that's why some people have them, but it's still a choice. We have to choose, okay, this bad situation happened to me. Am I going to make more bad decisions now? No, you have the free will to give that child to somebody that maybe can't have children, you know, adopt the child out. There's options, but the devil will come and tell you, you don't have options. This is the easy way. This is the way out. But there are consequences to those things. Consequences of things like how you feel after, you know, how does your body feel after all these different things of the consequence of sin. And your sin might not be abortion. Your sin could be alcohol. Your sin could be lusting. Your sin could be pornography. Your sin could be X, Y, and Z. Your sin could be trying to control your husband, trying to control your wife. Jealousy is a sin. They're all sins in the eyes of Christ. And we can't look at one sin bigger than the other. Yes, it's very horrific. I will not justify that. But sin is sin, right? They all lead to death. They all lead to hell. We can't take an innocent innocent child's life because of our sin or somebody causing us. And we still have a choice to make. And if we love the Father, which is Jesus Christ, you know, we have to make the right choices in our life. We have to go away from sin. You know, he gives us self-control. He also delivers us from sin. He delivers us from bondage, from infirmities. So we can be set free and be set free in him. So the love of the father is a very amazing thing. And I have to say this year and last year, for several years now, I have been experiencing the love of the father, what it means to be truly loved by a father. And There have been many times where I have not been um, truly loved by my father, I I would have to say. I know he loves me, but the way he showed it, um, I had to learn that God is not that. God loves me unconditionally, and I don't have to go search for it. You know, when I was younger, now I'm married with kids. But during those times, I didn't understand that because there was a void in my heart. Avoid that I didn't have that fatherly figure in my life. My my father worked very hard for us, and I'm so grateful, you know, and I've forgiven in my heart. And when the Lord restores that relationship, that will be all glory to him, you know. Holding no bitterness, holding no grudges, truly saying, you know, I forgive. You know, I forgive. Maybe you didn't know how to be a father. Maybe you still don't know how to be a father, but that's okay. I give you to God. You know, I give the whole situation to God. Thank you, Thank you, Lord, for providing for me. And Lord, you can heal those hurts, right? God can heal whatever hurt you have in your life. Maybe it might not be with your father. Maybe it might be with your mother, your grandmother, your grandfather, your children. You know, we all have hurt from different places and we all fall short of the glory of God. So know if you ever contemplate an abortion, know that there is a way out. Jesus loves you. There's places that will help you. 
you know, even if you want to give up the child for adoption or if you need help money-wise financially, there are many places. You just have to look them up. Abortion is not the only option. It's probably the most convenient because that's how society makes it, which is a really sad thing because Christ says he loves the little children. He loves us and he wants us to come to him so we can get out of our sin, you know, to not feel that those are our only options, you know, and like I said, sin is sin. Sin will harm us. Sin will take us farther than we want to go, deeper than we want to go. And sometimes at the moment, it be, it could feel like, well, this is my only option, you know, but in the long run, we're hurting ourselves and we're hurting the father, we're hurting God, you know, he's grieved by the decisions we make. It hurts his heart to know that he loves his children so much. He wants the best for us. And that's why he says, abstain from certain things because they will cause you harm. You know, there's consequences going outside of marriage, you know, before, you know, spiritual spouses, you know, you're attached to people that you don't need to be attached to because God has created the S-E-X word. I don't know if I could say it on YouTube, but he has made that for a husband and wife, you know, as a blessing to procreate for pleasure, all these beautiful things. But when we distort it because of sin, like I did, because I felt a void of my earthly father I wanted to search and love for love I'd never felt like someone told me I was beautiful like someone bought me flowers like someone loved me someone seen me someone heard me someone taught me about the love of Christ and I was raised in church but it was religious like you don't do x y and z I don't remember a time when there was Jesus loves you Jesus forgives you come on we got to get on this path of healing and deliverance you know we can do this as a family and I'm not saying this to gossip or you know, degrade my father. I love him and I'm grateful. And I know that the Lord will have an opportunity for us to have a relationship one day. I'm just saying the reason for my sin, I have to be accountable for that. Even though I felt those things, I'm still responsible as a person when I get to heaven, you know, to answer to Christ, why I chose these things and thank God for the blood. Thank God for forgiveness. And I had to learn to forgive myself and not let the enemy lie to me and say, you know, you need to hide that away. No, I don't need to hide that away. I need to share it with others so that way others can make better choices than I did. For women out there, you will have repercussions later for the decisions that you make if you choose that. Your mind, your body, and your soul will fill it. You know, it will come. The regret will come. People might say, oh, well, I don't feel regret. Well, there will be a point where you do. Even if it's on the day of judgment, we will feel that. So I do want to bring hope in this message and the hope is forgiveness. God forgives us and loves us so much. He loves us beyond anything we could ever think, anything we could ever imagine. He's saying, child, just listen to me. And you don't even have to go through that. You know, I talk to my girls and my son, you know, mom wasn't always this way. Mom wasn't always following Jesus. Mom made a lot of mistakes. and those mistakes I made, I had to pay for. Yes, God forgives us, but there's consequences. Just like if you were to go rob a store, right? God forbid we do that. We'll be in trouble by the law. If you go rob a store, God will forgive you. And if you're truly repentant, but there's going to be consequences. There's consequences to the choices we make. There was consequences to the Israelites when they were not following the Lord. They loved God. They... They loved God and God created them to be a beautiful nation, a beautiful people. 
And they started worshiping idols. They started falling into sin. The Bible says it was worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And they had to be punished. And they weren't punished right away. The Lord kept warning them. They gave him Ezekiel. They gave him many prophets to warn them, saying, hey, turn from your ways. Many warnings they were given. And they still kept walking in the path of sin. And God said, finally, that's enough. No more. But he still loves them. But it's just like a parent and a child relationship. We don't want our kids to go too close to the water. If there's a flowing river that's going fast, we're going to say, hey, don't go too close because you could fall in, you know. Excuse me. You could fall in and the current can take you. So just just like Christ, he loves us. Jesus Christ loves us so much. He's saying, hey, daughter, hey, son, don't go that way. Don't go that direction. Don't look at that. Don't watch that. Don't talk that way. Follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. Deny yourself. He says, the road is narrow. The road is narrow. What are you willing to give up for me? Are you willing to let me be your all above your children, above your husband? Because that's the order God gives it in the Bible. Christ, the husband, the wife, the children, and everything else. The church, the your hobbies, everything, you know, but he has an order. And in that order, he's saying, Put me first in your life. And if you put me first in your life, then all things will be added unto you, right? If you don't put me first in your life, we will reap the consequences. We will feel the destruction. We will feel the hurt. We will feel the pain. And God is so gracious to comfort us in those times. And he wants us to truly repent, not just repent, repentance. So, oh, we don't feel condemned no more because that's not what he wants us to feel. He doesn't want us to feel condemned, but... He does want us to feel conviction of the wrong choices we make to say, you know what? I'm going to use my testimony to help other women. I'm not going to sit in a corner and say, oh, I don't want to share that. That's embarrassing. Oh, that's really sad. Oh, who will think of me of this? Who will think of me that? No. Who can I help? Who can I lift up? Who is in a place where they have sinned and they don't want to make this choice, but they feel there's no other way? Or an alcoholic or a marriage that's crumbling. Like, no, keep going. Pray about it. Ask the Lord if if he doesn't allow you to walk out of that marriage, if he doesn't allow that, that he wants you to endure. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to give you love, mercy, and grace for the spouse, the other person. Or if you're single and you're looking for a husband or wife, press through with God first. He'll lead you in the right direction. He'll show you. You won't have to search the world. He'll bring that person to you. If you put him first, not to get a husband, but because solely you love him he will bless you he sees you he knows you he knows my heart he knows your guy's heart and i wanted to share this little portion of my testimony because it was a part of my life and it's not always easy to talk about but sometimes god wants us to talk about the things that are not easy things that he's healed us from things that he's delivered us from demonic spirits you know that are attached to an abortion that are attached to alcoholism that are attached to anything sexual or pornography right that could affect a home that could affect a marriage that could affect children generational curses that need to be broken you know we have to talk about these things and sometimes in church they're not talking talked about because you know we're learning about the word but the word is to break bondage the word is to follow the lord the word is to be healed the word is for your mind to be renewed so after you get delivered from things right you have to break down 
You have to break down the strongholds in your life. You have to learn self-control. You have to learn the fruits of the spirit. These are all things. And God shows us things in steps. He doesn't just like overwhelm like, You got to do all these things. No, because when we have the Holy Spirit, we desire to love and we desire to do these things. We want the fruits of the spirit. We want to be in church. We want to serve. We want to love. We want to share our testimony for all the world to see. To say, hey, if she could do it, I could do it, right? So with all that being said, God gets the glory, not me. It's not because I forgave myself. No, it's because he allowed me to forgive myself first because the blood, the covenant, and because he loved us so much. Because when he was up there, you know, could you imagine the pain he felt? For the people that don't even want him, the people that spit in his face, for people that say he's not real, you know, for the atheist, for people that don't believe, you know, they could be hurt in life and never seen God or situations could have happened to them where they're doubting God in their life. They're doubting God in things that have happened. Maybe a child has died or a loved one has died, or something horrific has happened to them, and they turn away from God. They might know he's real, but they don't trust him or believe in him because horrific things have happened to him, to them. So I just want to share the hope that you have with God. You know, if we turn away from sins, we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. He's faithful to forgive. He, he, the Bible says he'll cleanse us. He'll make us white as snow. He'll make us new. This year, God told me, well, I believe I was at church. He says, I'm going to make all things new. And that means something. That's powerful that he could give me that word of knowledge. I make all things new, daughter. I make your mind new, your heart new, your soul new, your marriage new, your children new, your walk with me new, your church new, everything new. I make all things new. I'm providing for you. I make all things new. So I just want to leave you guys with that, that he makes all things new. The love of the father is so great. And I'm looking over here because this is where my notes are. But the love of the father is great. He loves you. He desires to have time with you, to spend time with you, to speak to you. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Are we his sheep? Are we hearing the Lord's voice? Are we hearing our voice, all of our wants? When we go into our prayer closet or wherever our prayer room is, if it's on our couch or our bed, Are we just asking and asking for all the things we need? Are we complaining? And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that because there's going to be times where we we need to speak to the Lord. But sometimes the Lord wants us to sit still, be still in his presence. Listen, thank him. Thank you, Lord, for just who you are. Thank you, Lord, for dying for my sins. Thank you, Lord, for feeding me today. Thank you, Lord, that I didn't go hungry. Thank you, Lord, for my children. Thank you, Lord, that for my husband. Thank you, Lord, for all the things that you do for me. Thank you for my peace. Because you could have all these things, but don't have peace of mind, right? So we go into prayer. I challenge you guys to be thankful and sit in his presence. Read his word. Take time to read his word. And I know life gets busy, especially when you have little kids or even middle-aged kids. Life gets busy. Of all the things we have to do, but God's just sitting there saying, I want to spend time with you, Kimberly. I want to spend time with you, man or woman. I want to spend time with you. Sit in my presence. And, you know, ask the Lord because he he doesn't say just sit in his presence. He wants that. But he also says, keep knocking, keep seeking. I had to keep seeking for my healing. I told the Lord, even if you don't heal me, I will still serve you, Lord, because I want you more than I want my healing. Do we want God more than we want 
X, Y, and Z. More than we want the job. More than we want a new house. More than we want a new car. More than we want our kids to listen to us. More than we want a healing, a deliverance. We have to want God more than that. Those are just the blessings. But if we, God will also know if those are the things we just want. And then after, okay, thank you, Lord. And we're just living our life and kind of forgetting about him after because we got what we wanted out of him, right? But God says, come to me, come to me because I love you. I died on the cross for you. I've forgiven you. Come to me. Come as you are, right? Come as you are. And then he slowly starts molding us and shaping us with the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. To dress more modest. To speak, you know, well. Not to be cussing or not to be talking vulgar or not to be making jokes that are going to be hurting people's feelings. Not word cursing people. Not thinking that that's hurting our loved ones or our friends, you know. Um, anything like that. Because if it's not building them up, you know, then it's tearing them down. If it's not glorifying God, it's glorifying something else, right? Because we fight against principalities, the Bible says, not against flesh and blood. This is our flesh and our blood, but we fight against principalities. So <clears throat> remember that whatever you're going through, <clears throat> just seek God. He's everything you'll need, everything you'll need. He'll fill the void of a mother, a father, a divorce. <clears throat> a child who left, whatever the situation is, a hard marriage, a hard breakup. If you're dating, you know, if you've been hurt by a church, God can fill those voids. God can fill it all. He just says, look to me. I'm here. I'm your answer. I'm your peace. I'm your hope. I'll walk with you through it. I'll walk with you through hard times. I'll walk with you through sickness. I'll walk through you with death, the death of my brother. That was hard. <clears throat> I'll walk with you through everything. Just remember me. Know that I love you. He loves us so much. He doesn't come to say, don't do this, don't do that. Of course, we're not going to do those things because the Bible does say to not do certain things. Yes, of course. But the reason he does it is because he loves us. He first comes in love and then he shapes us. You know, He is the potter and we are the clay. Let him mold us. Let him shape us. Okay, I'm going to teach her to be more patient. I'm going to bring this person along. I'm going to teach her to be more loving. I'm going to put this situation in life. I'm going to teach her because he's creating us to be something beautiful. But the main thing is, is to ask for forgiveness. Ask for him to be Lord of our life. And he promises to cleanse us. Will our walk be easy? No. But our walk will be rewarding. And it's going to be all glory for him, not glory for myself or you or anybody else. The glory doesn't belong to me. The glory belongs to the Lord. So just remember that he loves you and he's forgiven you. He's already died on the cross. You just have to ask for forgiveness. The Bible says to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, to confess your sins. He's just waiting patiently for you because he loves you. But until next time. I hope you guys have a great week, a blessed week, and that you're getting in your word and you're praying and you're getting in that quiet place. And even try fasting. Ask the Lord if he wants you to fast. You know, those are super helpful things, you know, to deny our flesh. To fast from food is not easy, right? We can fast from our cell phones. We can fast from Facebook. We can fast from the internet. But the biggest thing is food. Remember that in the beginning, Adam and Eve were tempted by what? A fruit. Food. It's in our everyday life. It's in our culture. So pray about it. See if that's what the Lord is going to bring you to. But anyways, I'll talk to you guys next time. 
and goodbye for now.